0: Welcome to the Kinja's Podcast. Here we will discuss dance, life, and whatever the f**k we want. Welcome back to another episode of the Kinja's Podcast, Movement in the Shadows. I'm your host, Ben. It isn't always easy and definitely not exciting to face hardship. In fact, it's in our nature to try to avoid hardship as much as possible. We all want progress and growth, but we also want to minimize the amount of adversity we have to face along the way. The truth is, true and lasting growth is impossible without adversity. It's actually one of the most important ingredients to achieve any level of greatness or mastery. My guest today is Mari Madrid. Mari is a dancer, choreographer, artist, creator, director, writer, producer, wife, and mother. She's the co-creator of the Beyond Babel show, and the first dance ebook, Ruth. She's also the co-creator of Building Block and BB360. And the last time we spoke with Mari was actually two years ago. I thought it was last year, but it was at the very beginning of our podcast series. So this is back in 2018, where she and Keone were just getting their show Beyond Babel off the ground in San Diego. And uh, since then, they've had two runs of the show in San Diego. And last year they were able to take their show to New York. And so uh, Mari talks about just the, the wild ride of 2019, essentially directing two shows out in New York uh, upon uh, taking on various other projects. And, and Keone and Mari are definitely the, the couple to be known to just just go. And, and they're uh, superhuman in that way. And um, she talks about just what last year looked like to um, essentially coming to the top of 2020 where uh, their plans for this year was to take their professional career to different levels. Essentially everything got brought to a indefinite pause with uh, the onset of COVID-19 and the pandemic. And from having to uproot from San Diego to New York to essentially have to come back to uh, San Diego, along with Keone getting sick and battling COVID, they definitely did not have an easy start to this year. And Mari talks about just uh, everything that they had to kind of, just kind of collect themselves and, and look at this year and reassess and uh, recalibrate. And as discouraging as it was, and as uh, as, as much as they had plans to um, take this year in a different direction. Uh, she talks about just where where they needed to kind of just find themselves and kind of regain their legs and, and reassess what they wanted um, out of this indefinite pandemic and having to ask themselves the hard questions of what do they want to come out of this time having grown in and what are the things that they want to be able to say that they were focusing on during this time. And, you know, after taking their time to uh, just kind of get focused themselves individually as well as a um, as a married couple to looking at what was going on around them and the opportunities that were presenting themselves. And she talks about how Keone and, um, and she decided to build out BB 360, which is an extension of their building block program. And uh, we get into the details of what uh, BB 360 is and... Um, Some of the most interesting things for myself was uh, the stuff that they offer outside of just the dance training, which is probably what would be expected from them. But just a very holistic um, approach, uh, dealing with everything from mental health to spiritual health to, um, yeah, just mindset training, things like that, that, uh, that Mari and Keone very much value for themselves and have uh put into practice for themselves but decided to give an access point for um for people to be able to kind of come into their uh the way that they train in a very holistic 360 sort of way what i really found cool about this conversation with mari is her passion for everything that she does and in particular with dance Uh, dance not only being something that she does because she enjoys it but uh, she talks about the, the healing nature of dance and the ability to express and tell stories through it. And I think for anybody out there, whether you're pursuing a career in dance or just trying to figure things out during this time of a pandemic, I think there is so much to be learned from her approach and the way that she talks about life in its in its fullness, talking about the highs and the lows and the lows being the the opportunities to learn the lessons that prepare you to uh, be able to take on adversity and grow from it and and uh knowing that that will take you into those places of growth and i think there's just a lot in this conversation her approach uh we we kind of went a little bit longer in this one i think we kind of got lost in the conversation but there's just a lot of gems that um that she was dropping great conversation i think we've got another great episode for you guys i think that's about it let's hop into it folks welcome back to another episode of the Kinjas podcast movement in the shadows i'm your host ben and my very special guest today friend of the pod we have mari madrid The amazing, the incredible, the one and only Mari is back in the pod. And if you guys don't know, we had Mari and Keone on about a year ago. So that was probably where you're going to get like the origin story stuff. But uh, if you're curious, go back to that previous episode, listen to that. But um, we just wanted to catch up with Mari. So Mari, thank you so much for hopping in into uh, the Kinja's Podcast Quarantine Edition (laughs) via Zoom and technology and all of that. Um, How are you, Mari?
1: I'm doing good. I'm chugging along,
0: you know. Yeah, as well as as we all can be during this time. um, Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, going back to the last time we had you guys on, you guys had just started Beyond Babel, so we were in San Diego. Uh, we were talking in one of your guys' dressing rooms, mm-hmm. <laughs> and we yeah. we brought the podcast it. remotely to you guys uh so a lot has happened since then, obviously, so that was twenty nineteen oh um and then you guys took beyond Babel to New York and then covid and then you know fast forward to where we're at today so Um, can you kind of maybe catch us up a little bit? I mean, how has the year been? Maybe we could just pick up from, you know, the last time we spoke to you guys there. Um, that was at that time you guys had just dropped Ruth and like, yeah, things are moving. And then, um, you guys went to New York, but, um, and then COVID happened. And well, we talked to Keone about his whole experience with COVID. And so I would love to just kind of yeah, like from from your perspective, how has this uh weird roller coaster of a year been so far?
1: Oh man, wow. Well, yeah, a lot has happened. <laughs> I think that <laughs> last time we spoke, it was the first season of Babel. Yeah, we were starting out in San Diego. Yep. Yeah, so we had two runs of Babel in San Diego—one in the fall, and then one in the following spring—and. During that fall run, I got pregnant, so I have had a baby. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, just yeah. That's crazy. This
0: is pre Numa. <laughs> we talked you pre Numa. Okay. Yeah.
1: yeah. So got pregnant. Somehow performed in the show till I was like, I think five, almost six months pregnant.
0: And yeah, you're so wild.
1: About eight months, like just on the cusp of eight months pregnant. Um, crazy. My last performance. Uh, before like kind of tapping out for my pregnancy was at coachella with billy wow <laughs> it insane um and um it was a good way to go out and take a little bit of a break
2: yeah. Uh,
1: and yeah and had a baby good lord oh no that was already se- no that was su- season two already we had we're in our second run okay was getting pregnant Uh, Mm -hmm. sometime I think in February of that year we went to New York and we had a presentation of Beyond Babel and I did the show a few times in front of an invited audience and uh investors and people who had venues and eventually um got connected to the gym at Judson in New York and they um Agreed to house us and we were able to bring Beyond Babel off Broadway at the start. That's
0: incredible. Uh, was the New York thing um, something that you guys had already been planning to do, or did that just kind of open up in terms of like, hey, we might have an opportunity to take it to New York? Like, how did the whole New York thing come about?
1: I think that would always been like the goal, um, with at least with between all of the creators of Keone and then also our producers, Josh and Lindsay. Um, that was always a like we'll have we'll start it in San Diego we'll kind of figure it out and the goal is to bring it to to New York and um, yeah so so we were I mean able to make that happen and yeah the the hard thing about twenty twenty is like Keone and I were about to have a really big year <laughs> for ourselves like professionally mm-hmm. and it kind of all kind of paused, um, so we had, beyond Babel, we had gotten it to to running in New York, um, off Broadway. We actually moved to New York right after the New Year. I think on like January 4th of this year, and we were planning to be there for a long time. I think we were planning to, like, till maybe around this time of year, so like around mm-hmm. eight months. So we had packed up everything. We yeah. bought dogs. Yeah. <laughs> we, we had to have Keone's mom. Um, fly with us out there so that we could take both the dogs and the baby and like all of our stuff with us because it was uh, just like literally a traveling circus with all of <laughs> us, all of the things. Um, but yeah, moved our whole family and uh, we're focused on getting Babel up and running. Uh, I mean, the easy, the easier thing about it was a, it was a show that was pretty much already done. We but we did have upgrades when we brought it off Broadway to the set. Uh, We had some changes in the piece, but the main storyline and the meat of the show stayed the same. It was just kind of getting everyone together and getting their new um, New York cast um, in and learning the show and everything. So, um, you know, that was going, we got that up and running. I believe the previews were at the end of January and and it was chugging along, it was going. and then Keone and I, for the last couple of years, have been working on this uh, developing show called Once Upon a One More Time, which is a Broadway, is supposed to be a Broadway-bound musical. Um, and uh, we got hired originally on that project as choreographers and got um, promoted <laughs> to director choreographers uh, maybe like two weeks before I had Numa. So we, (laughs) um, you know, it was a really big opportunity for us. Um, and it was all lining up like, okay, we will go to New York and we have not just Babel going there, but we have this other big show, big opportunity that we're going to be working on. So it kind of worked out perfectly. Um, and, uh, and. I believe February, we were starting to do pre-production stuff for that, like really like heavy pre-production stuff for that. We have already been doing pre-production stuff for that show, like Mm -hmm. for for a couple of years already, but it was uh, upping and getting ready for the official rehearsals. I believe we were three weeks into rehearsals and everything was going amazing. And then, you know, this little COVID thing started (laughs) hearing it in the news and then, like, Oh, I don't know if this is something we have to worry about quite yet. And then it started to kind of get a little bigger. And then when somebody got it in New York, and then it started like, yeah, you know, and then Broadway shut down. And then the following day, our production went on pause. Um, And and that same day, Babel, we had our last show and um, and for an indefinite pause just until, you know, the world would come back. And I think initially, we thought like, okay, maybe this will be like a couple months. Like or <laughs> yeah, like maybe like three months because I think at that time that was kind of what was happening in Wuhan. Like they had shut down mm-hmm. for three months and they were starting to finally like come out of quarantine and lockdown and ease up. But you know, it's kind of just turned. We we came home. We had to move all of our stuff back and. Thankfully, uh, we had flown our dogs back home like a week before just mm-hmm. by chance because they were kind of having a hard time in New York. Mm. They're not, they're not New York dogs, poor baby. <laughs> <laughs> not
2: New York dogs. The Big Apple.
1: <laughs> um, yeah. so we are going to send them home and, and have, um, uh, some family stay at our place, uh, Keone's sister Serena was already like watching our place anyways and taking care of her plants and she was going to watch the dogs and we're like okay cool and then a week later we're like oh we're home too.
0: (laughs) Man that's so cool. Yeah so
1: so a lot of momentum um that just kind of suddenly stopped and, Mm -hmm. and then as soon as we got home Keone got COVID. Yep. Um which we weren't sure if it was COVID or not. He kept telling me it was COVID, and I was like, no, it's not. I think I was to like, yeah. be in Denial a little bit. Yeah. Like, just get out. I was like, you're fine. It's just a cold. Yeah. Stop <laughs> being dramatic. And yeah. He lost his taste and smell, and then we're like, oh, yeah, that
0: was. <laughs> it's like, that's not like the common cold. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy.
2: No,
1: because he was, he like, he separated himself, as soon as we got home, like he separated himself from Newman and I. He was like, I'm gonna separate myself for, he's, I think it was like maybe a week. Um, and I was just kind of like, I was trying to be sympathetic, but also rolling my eyes a little like, oh my God, you're being so dramatic. <laughs> 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 like, like come here and hang out with us. Yeah. But he wasn't feeling good. And,
0: so wait, uh, did you guys like get sick too? Or you guys were fine? Cause i know you guys I, all got tested right
1: um i had like maybe a day or two where i felt a little weird and it kind of felt like my body was fighting something but i was mm-hmm. just kind of like nope and i just yeah. like just like it. nope i'm not, not sick. <laughs> i'm gonna do my fluids and elderberry and echinacea yeah. and, which funny enough at that time um i remember going to target and like all the cold medicine was gone like a lot of things were just not at the store and I I, I remember seeing that and thinking like oh that's funny I was like but I'll go I'll go to it I usually shop at like a more natural grocer here in San Diego called Jimbo's and there's another one I think that's a chain called Sprouts and I went to Sprouts and I was like I'll look for Echinacea because that's like a norm what I usually take when I'm sick and there was a bunch of Echinacea nobody (laughs) touched the Echinacea and I was like (laughs) well
0: okay, yeah the, but, the holistic stuff. That stuff yeah. works. Yeah.
1: Um, but I, yeah, I think I was just maybe lucky to be one of those people who is a little more asymptomatic. But mm. I definitely was exposed. We had other people who tested positive in, I, I think in both casts, probably, uh, definitely in the Broadway, the musical cast mm-hmm. who started um, test- getting uh, getting tests. And Getting testing positive and they were had access to them because they were in New York because I know at the time in San Diego You couldn't really get a test at all Like Keone had all these symptoms But he didn't have any respiratory symptoms and he called and they wouldn't let him have a test because he wasn't having anything serious Because at the time it just wasn't accessible mm. Yeah, and then Numa got right. sick and then we were both like oh my gosh this yeah. is, That's when it got really kind of more serious and a little scary, but But we're all all right
0: yeah, that's good. I mean, what a start to a year. I mean, yeah, I mean, from, I, I, you know, from the perspective of us kind of observing, you know, we're like, oh, shoot, like, they're in New York, they're killing it. Oh, they're about to, like, Beyond Babel's about to, like, go crazy. And, oh, they're working on this Britney, show, uh, Britney Spears show. And then you guys somehow threw a Justin Bieber music video in there somewhere. <laughs> and then like, and we're like, oh, shoot like covid's real like i think broadway just got shut down and like dang keoni has covid <laughs> like oh my gosh this year is crazy so i mean yeah just even from the outside perspective it it looked wild um so glad that uh you guys are okay but yeah you know we we i caught up with keoni um he did the pod and he kind of went into a little bit more detail about it but uh i mean You know, as you said that, uh, you know, 2020 in terms of what you guys had planned for it to be and the, um, yeah, the trajectory that got halted. Um, I mean, yeah, like I I think knowing you guys, you guys are pretty good at, um, taking time for yourself to, um, kind of like gain your bearings and, and, uh, you know, figure things out. And, um, and then at the same time, uh, to really start moving towards whatever that new direction is that you guys decide that you guys want to go in and stuff. So um, maybe would you be uh, able to kind of talk about like your process of how you guys kind of recalibrated this year? I mean, you know, I know that you guys right now you guys just launched Building Block Three Hundred and Sixty, and I definitely want to get into that. But you know, I'm sure there is a, a period of like. Are we okay? And <laughs> like, what do we need to do? What do we want to do? And you know, we were going to do these things, but um, you know, like now we have the the gift of being home, and and you know, time can be utilized differently. And um, and you guys are definitely doing that. So you know, how how was that process in terms of you guys kind of yeah recalibrating for the rest of the year?
1: Yeah, I think um, well, first of all, it was just needing to just pause, rest. Um, Because we were going so fast, uh, just literally. I say this all the time, and it felt like a thousand miles an hour. It it Hmm. felt like running around, um, especially having Babel running and getting into rehearsals for the Britney show. Because it was kind of like having to not be in two places at once, but having your heart in two places at once. yeah like really focus your energy and um on the thing that you need to and prioritize it how it needs to be and then if you have like if Babel needed a little little bit of our energy we'd have to be okay back and so we were (laughs) really going going back and forth um not just physically but like mentally yeah um but it was all really exciting and it was all really great um so i think just coming home we just had to immediately slow down and kind of get our pace um you know and to be to accept the pace that we now we're gonna have Mm -hmm. to be in and then also having to accept like okay i think that this is going to be longer than we think yeah Uh, yeah. Cause there was, there was definitely a point where we were, you know, just keeping up with the news and the, whatever information and we could get like everybody else and just having to kind of realize that this wasn't going to be a, a three month thing. This was going to reach further. And if it was going to be that, what are we going to do to be useful with our time? And um, something Keone and I have been, we talked about at the beginning of quarantine and the beginning of coming back home to San Diego and something we continue to tell each other is like okay what kind of people do we want to be during this time like when this is all over what kind of people do we want to say that we've been how did we spend our time what did we put our energy into um and was it useful and um was it (laughs) forward moving like uh and so that's kind of helped that kind of little mantra. We've kind of been able to keep each other accountable and keep each other on track and, and motivated during a time where it can be really hard to be motivated, yeah. really easy to be really afraid or really anxious. Um, but, um, you know, funny enough. So, you know, we came home, Keone's healing Numa, we get past the scary time with Numa, and we, have you know, you know, initially when we came home to just like take care of Peony, and then also have now suddenly I have all this time with my daughter, which is like the most wonderful thing mm-hmm. <laughs> in the world, and still continues to be the most wonderful. It's not even a silver lining; it's like right there every day to just like give you immediate perspective on everything, and um, you know, once we had. You know, kind of accepted that this might last longer. We also had our coach Nia, our uh, strength and conditioning coach Nia Fam. We've been working with him now for oh my gosh, I'm the, I'm like four years, maybe maybe longer. I'm not sure. Um, but he, we had been talking to him, and then our, our two docs, um, Dr. Ben and Dr. John, who their business is Kinetic Impact, and they um, they work on our bodies. Um, uh, and they were like our team docs for Beyond Babel. They helped all of us stay healthy and, uh, if not injury free, that um, they were our like our medical team to make mm-hmm. sure that the, you know every the cast was taken care of physically because that show is incredibly physically demanding.
2: Yeah.
1: Um. So we had been talking to them already for at least a year, over a year. Keone's better at all this timeline stuff. Uh. But for a while, we've been talking about going to a space together. And that, like, we we saw a couple buildings. There were some things that, like, came in and out. And then with Building Block, we had already moved out of our old space. And Building Block was renting space up in Carlsbad for another damp studio, just temporarily until we found our own spot again. And so Building Block was also kind of, like, in this weird limbo <laughs> position okay. where it still existed but didn't have its own, like, you know, solid – uh, space and so Literally, it felt like as soon as Keone and Numa got better. It was like Nia was like, hey, so yeah. So he basically the building that he was already in which was a shared warehouse space and the way that he was kind of sandwiched in between these two other businesses and He was kind of in the middle. He took over the whole section of this warehouse and there was already a little spot built out. And he asked us if we wanted to bring building block into it. And we were like, okay. And uh, we were <laughs> also like, all right, God, that this is what you want us to do now? Is this why we're home from New York? <laughs> is this like <laughs> yeah. this, this just a carrot you're putting in front of us to focus on? And, you know, for us, we're people of faith. So we were just like, all right. It was very, very clear. Like, this is where... Mm. Our resources and our energy and our attention is going in to building a block now it's this is the time to build something that we'd already been talking about it already been floating around it's like the door finally opened it's like all right here we go so and it's the you know it takes faith to be able to do that because it is like the worst time to (laughs) to expand your small business
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's pretty risky
1: yeah especially when you're business usually depends on people being able to gather during the global mm-hmm. pandemic where people cannot gather with each other. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, and we had, we had also talked about, um, you know, expanding it into like a virtual space. Eventually, mm-hmm. Keone and I have, like, had conversations like that before in the past. Also, not just for Building Back, but because Keone and I have become like a little more accessible, I think over the years because mm-hmm. we've been more on long form creative projects and that's like really where we feel ourselves being pulled mm-hmm. versus for 10 years we were just teaching we were just teaching 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 and all of our time is devoted to that but it feels like we're being pulled another way so we we're like okay if we if that was a thing down the line then we could you know be sharing and teaching virtually and then we could like clone ourselves basically <laughs> and people could have access to
2: yeah to,
1: and and then obviously as soon as you know dancers couldn't gather everybody had to learn how to adapt and mm-hmm. um, I think it's pretty amazing to see what people have done like dancers are you are do not some advice <laughs> Do not do this unless you are a hustler. Go down this career path.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: You are ready to adapt and ready to, you know, problem solve and figure things out and dance, And lo and behold, dancers did that so quickly, and we kind of just like sat back and took a step back and we watched how people were figuring it out and. And, you know, we talked about, we know a lot of people do, like, their own mentorship programs or, like, individual things, which I think is really amazing that people have developed those things. And um, it's interesting. I'm curious to see if those things continue to or how they continue after quarantine is over um, and COVID's, you know, um, a tiny dot in the past. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah, we... We, we talked and we decided like, well, if we're going to do this, we want to do it through building block and we, it, we don't want it to just be us. We want it to be other people. We, we want to bring in the other, you know, people in the dance community and maybe different pockets of the dance community, different generations of the dance community, um, and just build a place where people can gather. We wanted to incorporate, obviously, like all of – the stuff we've been learning over the years from our coach, like Mia and like some of the other trainers too at um, his facility, optimum training and performance are like, they have so much knowledge that we just don't have. And we would love, there's so much potential for connection, I think, between the worlds of dance and and um, strength and conditioning. Tra- mm-hmm. I totally go to hand in hand and there's a lot of connections that have yet to be, like made um, and also our doctors who are thankfully like incredible and incredibly passionate about dancers after having worked with them and which is so rare to find um, especially from people who are not dancers they Mm -hmm. are after working on Babel I think they they um, will undeniably (laughs) know that we and say that we are athletes and advocate for that Mm -hmm. fact but I think they've learned a lot and they see they, the way they see movement is so different from the way we see it because they see it from a medical point of view and um, there's just still so, so much to be discovered there. So, you know, we just wanted to bring all these worlds into one place. Yeah. And so, you know, and of course, that takes a lot of time and <laughs> people and work and resources and coordinating and all the things. So. Um, so yeah, I'm just, I'm sorry, Ben. When I talk, I've really- No,
0: I love it. you <laughs> I don't even, <laughs> <laughs> I don't even need to ask you questions. You're literally covering everything that I would have asked. <laughs> no, I love it. Um, I, I do want to kind of, um, as I'm hearing everything, it, it's so cool and interesting to, um, again, your the way that you process, uh, the way that both you and Keone process together is really um it's so intentional and it's also very uh you don't force anything um and i think even the way that you guys took what was going on with like okay we already had all this the rest of the year kind of mapped out and then uh you know we can't do any of that and that could be very um discouraging and uh yeah, it it can kind of knock you off your feet for, you know, not to say that it didn't, maybe it did, you know, and and maybe that's why you guys took the time to um, you know, kind of have those uh, internal um, you know, self-check and then as well as like, you know, within your yourselves like what yeah, what do we want to do with this time and um how would we want to spend it? And then, you know, the way that I look at you guys, I'm like, man, you guys never stop. You guys Again, just looking at last year, I'm like, you guys didn't stop at all, and then all of a sudden you had a baby, and it's somewhere in there, I'm like, wait, aren't you going to stop for that? <laughs> it seemed like you were just like, all right, baby's out, let's keep going. <laughs> like, it's crazy, <laughs> um, but there's something about that that I find to be like, and I'm, and I, I it's so cool to see how that threads into what you're doing right now. Is like you can only go at that like level and um, intensity and duration, if you're fit for that, you know what I'm saying? And I'm not even just saying physically, sure. You, you guys are very um, in tune with what you guys need um, in order to be at like peak performance physically. But then there's also this, um, you know, the mental side and the emotional um, awareness that you guys have in terms of there's a, a health that is absolutely critical mentally and emotionally, spiritually. And you guys are very in tune with that. And, um, you know, again, so from the outside perspective, like, man, they're just, they're just superhuman, but it's also that like you guys have been, uh, living a lifestyle that is very, um, you, you know how to package things for yourself and no one really, you know, I I personally don't (laughs) didn't know what you guys are doing. And then all of a sudden you guys release this programming that essentially lets you, lets the world into the way that you guys built. Cause you know, it's like, you know, from looking at, it, it's a, a holistic approach, right. From the strength and conditioning on the physical side to um, you know, mental um, health to, you know, like things that uh, you guys are, are bringing in to, I guess the spotlight that maybe um the, the average person, even the average dancer doesn't even know that like these things uh, are important or just as important for the physical side, but like everything needs to be well balanced. You know what I mean? And so, um, you know, for you guys to take that time to be like, okay, maybe this building block thing is, and the opportunity presented itself, you know, like Keone and and Numa are better. And then all of a sudden, Hey, what, what do you guys think about this? And then You know, the way that you guys are, again, so in tune with, um, you know, on the spiritual side, as you say, you know, just kind of being in tune with God and being led uh, and then just jumping into it. And then, you know, again, with and with what's happening with COVID, places shutting down in terms of like gyms and studios and in the traditional sense of places that really function with people needing to be in these spaces now thinking okay like digital is going to be the here and now and forever else like you know it's going to things are going to keep moving more towards digital so like taking all that stuff and be like here let's package it in this way make it accessible to the world and let's like really offer um you know all the stuff that you guys have been doing for years for yourself and to provide um an opportunity for people to um you know have access to that, I think is incredible because um, even as I was looking through some of the program, I'm like, man, like no one else is really, I mean, sure, everyone's offering their online classes and training and all that. Um, but the way that you guys are doing it and then, you know, when you say 360, it's like, yeah, you guys are covering everything. <laughs> like it just goes full circle. And in, and in my head, I'm like, yeah, that's the, it only makes sense that they would do it in that way. Um so yeah it's so interesting to see how um you know it all threads to what you're doing now and it makes sense that you guys are doing this um can you so yeah maybe for the you know for the person who may not be familiar with building block uh as it was maybe prior to 360 but like how how has that changed and evolved and like what is the difference between what building block was to what, you know, BB 360 is, you know, can you kind of maybe walk through like, what is some of the stuff that you guys are offering in that? I mean,
1: Building block, even the way building block started, that was also like a leap of faith kind of situation where it was like, this doesn't make any sense right now to do this, but I'm trusting you God that this is what you want us to do. So we're just going to do it. Um, And I guess what I mean by that is like when we started building block, It was basically stems from our dog, Coco, who just turned 11 recently.
2: Yay.
1: I think he was four years old. He had this crazy spine. He had a ruptured disc in his spine, and he had two surgeries, and he was paralyzed from the waist down. Mm -hmm. And we lived on the third floor of an apartment complex. that didn't have an elevator. And so we're like, okay, we got to move because we have this 60-pound dog we can't carry the sixty-pound dog up and down the stairs, and he—he he was also incontinent, which means he can't control his pee or his poo. So, mm-hmm. and he's a, you know our baby. So, we had this crazy surgery, and any also another word of advice for anyone who wants to adopt an animal: if you get a puppy or like any animal, get them pet insurance because okay. his surgeries cost about as much as our wedding. Wow. Um, Yes, we had we did like we were good with our wedding budget. <laughs> we have a crazy wedding, but mm-hmm. but still it was like right after we got like the year after we got married. and so we had like this crazy financial burden too of like our dog having this emergency surgery, surgeries and therapy and all these things. We didn't know if he was gonna walk again. We started looking for other places to live. And then, um, you know, Keone, found this place that was, it was, and it was also impractical, does didn't have an elevator either, but it was like a place to live. Um, and I can say this now, I lied when people would ask me, when we, we lived above <laughs> building, I would say, oh, we live close by, and we totally lived upstairs. Uh-huh. I just didn't want people to know. Um, but I think people could figure it out. And it was the live-work loft, which is, a you know, you don't find situations yeah. like that often, especially in San Diego. So we had this opportunity to, you know, have a business downstairs in a dance studio in a dance space and then we could live upstairs, which was great for us because then we wouldn't have to go rent studio space, like we could create in it. But if we were gonna have that to help supplement the rent, we would have to like do something with it besides yeah. just us choreographing in it, because then we're just like paying for it. So we're like, okay, well what if we did some dance programming? And also kind of at the time we were teaching a lot overseas and and we were also on choreo cookies at that time, and so many people would ask us, like, "How can I train with you? Like, how can I can I come? How can I audition for choreo cookies so I can come dance with you?" And we're like, "Um, <laughs> it's not really that simple, but um, and we didn't really have an answer for them, you know. And we yeah. would teach classes and w- go to these events where you would have such limited time with people, and you, you would usually have like big groups of people, a hundred to." up to 500 like it's so hard to really like connect with students that way and um give them feedback and you know help them with their growth and and also a lot of those classes were very choreography focused when choreography is like this much of dancing i mean it's a lot of what people see but like with you and your process and my whole journey as a dancer and what i've learned and the things i've learned like choreography is as It's a part of it. It's not everything. So, um, so yeah, we were like, okay, given this need that we're kind of hearing from people and this desire to dive deeper, um, and this space and this weird situation (laughs) with our dog. Um, how can we make all of these things work? And then that's how building block kind of sprouted out of that. And, um, you know, and we, and we made it, we made it work. Uh, we put out, I think, I don't know if it was an Instagram post or something and made an email and had just people like come train with us. And we did like a, a trial program, which, funny enough, um, Juju, Julian, Santa was part of that, who is now like um, one of our like closest people and one of our Beyond Babel cast. Um, and Logan Logistics was in that group, too. And she was really small. <laughs> well, she was just a planner little baby she came in um so we were seeing people um you know responding to that and uh we started developing pride and we started with private lessons and it was really focused on just like training one-on-one with people uh which was just something that we didn't really do um and kind of doing that more often in like a community dance community like I'm, and when I say dance community I mean I'm referring to like our like our SoCal competitive dance community that has brought yeah. out of this, this particular scene um, and kind of having a space that w- would have more intimate training and where we could do drills with people or we could touch on dance history with people or we could give them, teach them how to warm up or help them figure out what their goals are um, just depending on the student. So your privates and we also did something called double class where teachers instead of a one-hour class would have a two or a two and a half hour class and they would only have 10 students. So it was a more intimate training where you could watch all of the people who were in your class and mm-hmm. you could give them feedback and you could teach more, you could have time to warm them up, teach them a moho combo. Um, that was complete and you could freestyle with them and then cool down afterwards you um which we wouldn't usually be able to do in in the places that we were teaching so it's just kind of opening up space for people who are interested in learning in environments like that and also teachers who are interested in teaching in environments like that and having that time and space with people and um you know we have other had other programs, um, have other programs, which are kind of like on pause right now. Um, Mentor month or, you know, people would come in for a short period of time and they would work with one, one a teacher um, like four times over a month and they would create something together. Um, like what else did we have? We had... we did start throwing like bigger events like skills workshop where teachers would focus on one kind of skill and you'd bring in three teachers and they would work on these skills and then they would rotate so it was more um i guess opening up like like not like it was wasn't choreography but like just that there's other things to to share with people and, and giving time to be able to do that. So, I mean, that kind of is reflected, I think, in BB 360, mm-hmm. um, or that's the hope. And, um, you know, obviously, like, as, as much as we've invested in, in our investing in this, this new platform, and, uh, you know, we also it's important for us to make it affordable too, so that people all over the world would be able to access it. Um, and also just it's, you know, hard times right now.
2: Yeah. <laughs> like, And
1: everybody is, I know people are wanting to learn, wanting to dance, and and wanting to, you know, subscribe to all these different platforms because people and do these different programs. And Mm -hmm. um, so we wanted to make sure we were accessible to people. But I, you know, I will will always say that there's never going to be, it's never going to be like live. Like, Mm
2: -hmm.
1: Like, I think we're all kind of waiting for like when we can all like dance in little groups together and then. Yeah. Well, Over the days we can finally perform at shows together, which I know will be like the last thing that will come back. But, um, you know, I, I think when I look at where Building Blocks started and the things that we're focusing on and putting out now digitally, we're wanting to bring that same kind of spirit mm. into it. Um, like you said, like holistic. Yeah. Always, you know, there's always more. And... The thing that I love about Boonie Block is it's made me a better teacher. I think it's challenged me a lot because the first time I was like, okay, first time I got three hour session with this person. Oh my gosh, what am I
0: gonna do? (laughs) It's a long time.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. But like funny enough, that time goes by so fast because Mm. once you start going, especially if you're someone who loves to teach and who loves dance, there's just you can just go on and on and on and on
2: mm-hmm.
1: about it. And, um, you know, it's, there's always, there's always opportunity to grow. Um, you know, I, I think that's also a thing that Keone and I have tried to stay, let's say on each other about, but like encourage each other, um, during this time is like, okay, this, this is an opportunity to grow. Like even this whole year, like even all of the difficult things that are coming up to the surface this year, like when things are hard and complicated, like, what are you going to do? Are you, it's, and, and this is just in life in general, like hard things happen. How are you going to grow from it? You can either just go back and be in the same cycle with it, or you can decide to do something. And what responsibility can you take as a person to grow? And, um, yeah, I think being growth oriented, uh, kinds of people, we, we want to be able to foster those kinds of opportunities for people who want to learn. And Mm -hmm. really like, I think that's, I mean, (laughs) if you have a studio or if you're providing a place of education or environment of education, that's like, that's your responsibility Mm -hmm. to to make that, um, yeah. make those environments for people. And it's, it's interesting. It's, 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 it is interesting though, like having to do it digitally. Cause I, you know, I get that that's harder. And even watching Keone's, um, siblings who are, let's see, his youngest siblings, one will be a sophomore and one will be seventh grader. Like them having to suddenly do school digitally has been like or virtually is like really hard. Mm, <laughs> it's been yeah. a really hard situation for a lot of a lot of families and a lot of yeah. kids and a lot of so we're like it's also like, okay, this is another digital thing and I I know I know that, but um, you know, I think we still have to like as teachers and we gotta, we have to figure it out.
2: Yeah,
1: <laughs> I'm kind of left in a position. It's like, okay, we we have to figure it out, and and hopefully it can be helpful to people who are also using this time to still continue to grow.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And I think beautiful things can come out of it because, like, I don't know, I don't know when Keoni and I are going to be able to teach again. Mm-hmm. I don't know if we're ever going to go to India to teach a workshop. Like, I don't know those things, and we have people asking us all the time, and. Mm-hmm but now i can be like hey i yeah. can be here
2: yeah absolutely
1: and i'll i'll be able to continue to uh you know put different information and pull people i care about into this place to share things and um you know there's i think there's a lot of potential for absolutely but live lived live real connection will never
0: yeah you can't, yeah. You can't ever uh, replace the human-to-human experience and interaction, and um, and I'm glad you can't, because I think that'd be a sad. <laughs> it'd be a sad day where it'd be like, oh yeah, we don't need to, <laughs> you know, be around people anymore. I'm good. I'm good with FaceTime. Like I hope we never get there. So cool. um, yeah. They've collaborated with some of the biggest brands in sports, music, comic book, car culture, and pop culture. We've actually had the pleasure of collaborating with them on a timepiece a few years back. I rock their ambassador watch. This one's my everyday watch. This one's my favorite. They are for our culture and for those that are on a constant mission to master their craft. Hop on to mstrwatches.com and pop in the discount code KINJASPOD to receive 25% off your entire purchase at checkout and this discount is exclusive to the Kinja's podcast you won't find this discount anywhere hop on to mstrwatches.com and rock with the illest. this show is officially brought to you by kinesthetic hop on to store.kinjas.com and plug in the promo code podcast spelled with the k at checkout to get 15% off your entire purchase we're always trying to bring you guys the illest gear for all your movement in the shadows needs. Follow us on Instagram at kin.aesthetic. Like us on Facebook at kin Aesthetic Brand. Besides the, the dance training, because I think that's something that everyone would expect to get from a program that you guys would release. So what would be uh, something that maybe um, is a little bit more unique or maybe something that people wouldn't expect in terms of training whether it be a physical uh training you guys are offering or more so on the mental and spiritual that kind of tip so yeah can you talk about a little bit more of like the um not so uh expected things
1: well one of my favorite parts of the platform um we're offering courses where basically um people are able to just speak on a certain subject that they are an expert on or that they care about about a lot and um like I did one on dance and mental health um and just from coming from the perspective of sharing my my personal story um because I'm not a therapist <laughs> so uh, just you know sharing the my journey with it so far um and the things that I've discovered along the way because I think that um that's a huge I think you touched on this earlier Ben it's like it's not it's it's a, an important part of your life and your health that you have to take care of. And I think especially as anyone who does any kind of physical sport, you you focus so much on the physicality and on your body um, that sometimes you can forget about your emotional, spiritual, and mental mm-hmm. well-being. And I had to, I've had to learn that the hard way, to be honest. And, um, you know, had to get to a point where I had to really sit back and reassess and be like, all right, I think I need to get some help help. (laughs) I need to get healthy in this area and prioritize this area of my life. And it's been incredibly fruitful and um, wonderful to be able to do that. And, uh, you know, I think that a lot of people and a lot of dancers like just, I don't know, just humans go don't take care of that part of themselves. So I mean, it was really nice for me to, to be able to share that, but also um, just getting to watch through all of the ones that um, I mean, there's uh, ones we haven't released yet But like all the ones that we did like the people people are amazing <laughs> There are so many amazing people that exist uh, In all areas of dance who have so much in not just information, but like have so many wonderful like stories to tell yeah. that important to understanding what dance is and how vast it is and um, and how beautiful it is and how deep it goes and um, yeah there's just uh, Keone did one on directing dance his is like a it's like two and a half hours long it's like like a freaking like a whole like a full length movie and it's so dense with, (laughs) with information but like yeah all, like, experiences, all things that, like, people have learned, like, through life. And, um, yeah, I I don't know, like, Sora and Karen did a course on balancing dance in school. They both um, got degrees in higher education and pursued dance at the same time. And uh, I know there's a ton of people who, like, could benefit from the knowledge that they learned. Uh, Monsell Durden did one on hip hop origins, which was incredible. And I think probably like only a little bit of what that man knows. <laughs> but mm-hmm. I think right now it's like a very important thing to help us contextualize like where we are at mm-hmm. in the dance community and where we are at at this moment in time and um, what we can do for the future of dance. So. That's that's definitely one of my favorite things that, mm-hmm. um, that has come out of this platform. And there's just, I already like bounce around of like all the different people who could come in and share their knowledge and share their stories. That would be just incredible to, to hear. Um, and we also made like homework assignments to go with all those things. So because it's a lot of information, um, you know, I think it's valuable to have if people are really serious about learning. I mean, I have to do this. Like sometimes, if I just watch something, it can just like go in and out. Especially
2: yeah.
1: because so much media all the time. So I find a lot of value in just like taking things a little bit at a time and then journaling or like what? having to like process my thoughts and how it relates to me. And um, so that's been that's been a really beautiful thing that exists on the platform and um, will continue to develop and. Um, you know, all, obviously like all of the workout stuff is like very, it's like, we're just literally scratching the surface of things. and, um, and like getting our, our doctors, Dr. Ben and Dr. Don on, like, they have so much information just like being able to, to oh, we haven't yet, but like in the future, we'd love to share like ways to help alleviate lower back pain. like how many dancers do you know have lower back pain issues like and having yeah
2: this
1: could be why or this could be why and if this is why then this is how to recognize it and this Mm -hmm. is how to treat it so you can have better quality of life and longevity for your own body and and just more knowledge and more connection to your own body because everybody's body is is different
0: yeah you know it's really cool like as um you know you're talking about this program i'm like man we didn't have this stuff growing up you know what i mean like you didn't have it like i didn't i for sure didn't have it and uh if there was something like this that existed and was offered in a you know very easily accessible sort of package like i for sure would have hopped on and i feel like i probably would be at a very different place uh as a dancer as just whatever you know like i think i would just be in better um, Conditions. So, I, I mean, what I'm, what I'm trying to say is, um, you, what you and Keone are, um, are offering is the, the nuggets to the younger generations. Like, imagine, like the, the 12 year old kid who signs up for this and then literally starts implementing the mentality the emotional health the obviously the physical dance uh strength and conditioning the training the the recovery all of that stuff at an at a young age imagine what kind of longevity and future the generations that are getting into it now are about to um unlock and i'm like man we never had anything like that you know and it's dope you guys are creating that yeah.
1: yeah i mean i mean already see the kids and they're they're incredible yeah they're incredible. but they should be right like yeah. that's what it should be the generations after us should be better absolutely
0: <laughs> and, and you guys are. are you guys are definitely offering something that is like really catering to that which is incredible and you know i mean yeah we we learned through trial and error and uh and then, you know, we, we maybe out of our curiosities, we'll venture into certain things because we're just curious to see, oh, maybe this is going to help me out somehow, you know, because I think when we when we first got into dance, we just thought, oh, my training is just dancing, like taking classes and then going to rehearsals and then, you know, whatever practicing on my own. Um, I never thought that like dance training for me was like, are you stretching properly? Are you are you like sleeping well? Are you uh, you know what I mean? Are, are you? Properly warming up, and are you cooling down? Are you strength training? Are you getting working on your flexibility? You know, like I never thought about the stuff outside of just thinking about oh, just dance. Like, like practicing dance is how I'm going to get better and how I'm going to keep you know doing this for the long haul. But yeah, yeah there's dad, so much yeah. more to it.
1: Like, I'm going to yeah. eat my Wendy's and drink my Gatorade yeah. <laughs> and yeah. go to dance rehearsal. Yeah,
0: absolutely. That and was then, the way that we did it. <laughs> and
1: then I'll eat some ramen afterwards. Like yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: So, like um I mean it's it's funny that you said uh, you said something about like to, you know, if you're a dancer, um, you know, you're trying to like do this thing as like your career, um, you better be like a hustler, right? You better have that um more than just, oh, I love dance and this is like, you know, I I don't I can't see myself doing anything else besides this, but if you don't have the grit to really um figure things out and always be willing to figure things out because things will always change. You know what I mean? And, and, uh, I'm, I'm pretty sure that, you know, this weird pandemic that we're in is uh, probably one of the most, if not the most challenging thing that we've ever seen in our lifetimes, maybe even in our parents' lifetimes, you know what I mean? Like this is like a really weird time, but, um, I think there is something also very, unique about the dancer's uh mentality and i guess the dancer's spirit and approach to to life um the ability to adapt is that's dance like you know you we that is what we do we we learn um you know whether it's a style or whether it's like being exposed to a, a different cultural aspect of dance um we we learn and we adapt and then that ability to adapt can be applied to so many life principles, you know? And so as, as much as I, I see you and Keone as like amazing movers and creators and, and artists, but the way that you guys are adapting, um, business, you know what I mean? Like you said, yeah, it's not the, the most, uh, or the smartest thing to open up some new facility during a pandemic and like, but, um, though, yeah, there's risk involved. But I I see that you guys um, put in the work, the due diligence is there. um, Because it's that that's the way that you treat uh, your dance, you know, you don't just go into things like, Oh, yeah, like, let me just kind of, I think this is what I'm supposed to do. So let me just try it. But it's more of like, yeah, okay, let's really plan for things and stuff. So of course, there's elements that are beyond our control, and we'll only um, be able to um, do what we have access to do. But like, kind of, like creating the environment and, um, making it so that you guys can, um, you know, keep doing what you're doing for yourselves, but then offer it in a way where, you know, and I love the fact that you guys are so community community minded and your heart is so big for the community, but wanting to like, Hey, like let's share in this, you know, and, and let's, uh, provide, um, access to it. And and as much as I totally agree that the human to human interaction will never be replaced, which is awesome. What I do think is cool is like like for like you said the the people who are wanting you to come and teach in in India or whatever would that wouldn't have that ability now that now they do. So I think there is something that I've also you know come to learn through this time. You know, like people want to take class from you before you know the pandemic digital classes did exist, but that wasn't anything that anyone was really focused on doing. And now it's like almost all of our focus is going there, but it's, it is giving more access, I guess, on a global scale, you know, uh, for people that may have never been able to just, you know, have, be able to sit in a room with you. Like, I'm sure it's not easy for someone from India to travel to San Diego to do a building block session with you. But, um, they can now, you know what I mean? And, and, and like, it's, a, uh, it's not the most ideal, but it is giving access, which I think it really opens up like this, like global classroom experience that, um, may not have, uh, wouldn't have been so easy, you know, prior to a time where we're all forced to think like, okay, like digital is, is the here and now, and it's, it's not going to go away, but, um, but yeah, like the way that you guys, uh, a- approach all of it, it's, it's absolutely the dancers mentality, but like that hustle spirit and, and putting the, you know, applying grit to, you know, what you guys always create, I think is really, um, I personally think like, you know, you being friends and peers, like I'm looking at you guys. I'm like, dang, that's inspiring me to like, keep pushing forward and, and, uh, staying creative in terms of like, how do we, um, yeah. I mean, as much as this stuff is a like, or like COVID is a handicap, it's also a lot of avenues for opportunity, you know, and and it's really cool that you guys are, um, creating those opportunities. It's really dope.
2: Thank you. Um,
0: yeah, you, you guys, you guys are definitely doing, um, you, you definitely were, you, you mentioned, um, how you're growing during this time which is amazing um i think uh growth again is is an intentional thing right so um as much as covid sucks um how do you feel in what like in what ways do you actually find it to be like awesome because you are you are finding ways for this to foster growth in you so um i guess in what ways do you find this time to be like actually really good for you
1: Well, I think just having, um, well, I mean, (laughs) we have been, we have been keeping ourselves busy, but, um, having more like quiet, just, just, it's more quiet. Um, and that also might be, it's also San Diego is, I think just (laughs) a little more like I'm just a mellow place and going from New York, which we also like love, um, but it's not a mellow place to come in yeah. so starkly back home to San Diego. Um, and it was just so quiet. And there was just so much, I don't know, like space to reflect and to think. And we've had so many great conversations, um, not just with each other, but with like other friends or other people that we wouldn't normally be talking to. Um I think there's been growth in that, in, in, in connection with other people. Um, Mm -hmm. there's just been more time to like read. It's just something I love to do. Uh, Mm -hmm. and I find a lot of growth out of reading and, and, um, just more space to be able to do that. And, or like, listen, I mean, we listen to podcasts. There's just, there's just more space to like invest some time into, into that in your day or into Mm your, in your week. Um, beyond like the other things that we're having to do, and then of course like just time with Numa is uh, like obviously she pushes us to grow because with her um, we her, like time with her is so precious, and she gr- she's growing so quickly that we understand that like time is so precious mm. and it's so quickly, uh, and so when we have time with her, which is most of the time, like she does we do have um, grandparents watch her when we're training or like when we have to do other things, Um, move, busy, but it's not nearly like it was in New York when we were in New York. She, she had a nanny um, or in different babysitters that she was with like all the time. Um, And she was close by, but like, we weren't spending quality time with her. So now we get so much quality time with her, which really forces you to be present because now she's, 13 months old. She's just her year old and like you're just watching her Discover new things. She does new things every day and I don't want to miss any of that And I want to be interacting with her I don't want to be on my phone all day like reading the news or like being Mm -hmm. anxious about things like I I do obviously want to stay informed but I don't want to be like like giving off that energy to her either because she picks up on our energy and Mm. She's very she's a sponge right now. And so it's important important for us to be you know like we have to be on top of our stuff right with our own like with my own mental health I need to be on top of myself to be able to make sure that I'm the best parent that I can be to her Mm -hmm. oh my gosh I'm sorry that's a dog (laughs) (laughs) people coming in and out you was talking earlier while you were talking and now the dog is that's the dog? Boy, upstairs. <laughs> the <laughs> front door opening. So this is life.
0: <laughs> that's life. I love it. I love it. It's all good.
1: But yeah, like, you know, it's, that's been really great. And that's forced, you know, me to, that's forced me to grow.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And I mean, what she ha- does is like, it's not like she's going to go away. Like I have to be consistent sure. with things that I need to do myself to be healthy for her Mm -hmm. and to make sure that i'm not like on instagram all day right myself nuts or like ignoring her i need to be present with her and playing with her and meeting Mm. her and um paying attention to her because that's like that's literally a need she has
2: Mm.
1: as a child like as a person as a tiny human she needs my undivided attention and she's Mm. like filled by that which I think all of us are. I don't think that goes away as adults, but she sure, really Yeah. To that to her now when she's young. Mm. So um, I think, you know, all those ways that I, I, I said, have been, you know, making us grow. And I think too, just like all the things that are going on socially. Yeah. It's If you are ignoring that, <laughs> mm-hmm. it, that makes me really sad. Yeah. Um,
0: there's a lot.
1: No matter how, confronting it may be um or how hard it may be and and it affects people differently um I think that like needing to give yourself time to devote to processing that stuff and reflecting and learning and like looking at your own responsibility within that and then uh really understanding what that is and how deep that goes because I think that it goes pretty deep Um, Mm -hmm. and I think especially if you're somebody who is in this dance community and anybody who does hip-hop dance or whatever iteration or version of that or Mm -hmm. connection to that you have like it's really important that you're taking time to understand what your role is in all of this if you don't have that figured out that's okay like but that you're taking time to, like, figure that out. So, mm-hmm. you know, uh, I think that's another, that I think that's a call to growth that, like, we're having right now. Yeah. Uh, especially if you are an American. Mm. If not just anybody in the world, but.
0: Yeah. Um, for, uh, you know, the, the, the person who, um, you know, looks up to you, follows you, um, you know, pays close attention to the career moves that you're making to, um, you know, who you are as a human being, like, uh, you are an inspirational figure to a lot of people. And I think the whole like concept of wanting to be successful is something that we all kind of chase after in some way, shape or form. Um, so for yourself, uh, with, all things you know kind of put together how how would you define the concept of success
1: oh man i think hmm i think success is understanding what fulfills you and fulfills your needs as a person Um, and i think that's different for everybody um yeah it's different for for everyone and mm-hmm. so it, it takes time to figure out what that is and then um you know being able to like make that reality <laughs> in your life mm-hmm. um, and I think it's very easy you know I think Keonia and I have found well, I, we're very grateful for our our lives and for the the lives that we've built and for the success that we have found and the opportunities that have opened up to us um and that we continue to you know work for Um, but i mean none of that would matter if we weren't feeling fulfilled by any of it if we weren't fulfilled in our marriage to each other if you know if we weren't able to be good parents to our child, like, and that's going to continue to get more and more complicated, <laughs> like, as she gets older. Um, so, you know, I think success is a thing that, um, yeah, it's, it's more, I, I don't really use that word. I think fulfillment is more something that we chase mm-hmm. uh, than success and have found success along the way on our path to finding fulfillment. Mm. And, um, you know, I think that we trust that the, we, we trust, we trust that God's going to provide, I mean, it's, I, <laughs> I don't know what to say. Like and, that, yeah. like, and that, that could, and I have no idea what that looks like. This looks a certain way now at this time in my life that could look completely different 30 years down the line. Mm. So, um, it can all be taken away from me. At any given time, and I will have to trust that that was meant to happen. Mm. Uh, I'm aware of that. Like it's, and I know that it's kind of like an ever shifting thing, and um, there's so little that we can control. So um, with the time that we have, we try to be fulfilled by it, and to invest our energy and our t- time and our time into things that will will fulfill us, and trust that the doors are going to open. You know, it's like, boom, COVID, boom, building block, you move into this new space. It doesn't make any <laughs> sense. <laughs> We're going to trust. Yeah. You know, all of those elements are, they're all part of it. Like, yeah. like risk and faith and hardship, um, growth, being uncomfortable, uh, uh, quietness, stillness, Mm. uh, gratitude, you know, all of those things are, or what make a full life. Mm. Um, So, yeah, I guess that's what it is. We're just trying to have a full, a full life.
0: Yeah. I love that. That's so good. That's really, really good. Um, If it's cool, I want to do a quick lightning round with you throw some uh, quick fire questions at you and uh, you have to come off the top. Here we go. Lightning in three, two, one. What is your favorite beverage?
1: Kombucha. I know that's really annoying.
0: (laughs) Kombucha is great. What is your favorite quarantine pastime?
1: Oh, reading books with my daughter.
0: What is your guilty pleasure?
1: Ooh, those so delicious vegan chocolate almond ice cream bars.
0: Whoa, I need to get on that. Okay, so delicious. Um, What would be a content recommendation? Anything, could be a show, a book, a podcast, or whatever. Ooh,
1: ooh, ooh. Um, What did I just finish reading? I just finished reading Little Fires Everywhere, that was a really great book. And I know that there's also a series that I would love to watch, but I haven't watched the the the, um, the TV show. For
0: <laughs> Gotcha. Gotcha. What is your hidden talent? Oh. Um,
1: maybe cooking. I don't know.
0: Okay. Okay.
1: I can throw down in the kitchen if I have to.
0: Hey, I believe you. What is the last thing that you binged?
1: Umbrella Academy, season two.
0: Umbrella Academy, okay. What is your favorite type of physical training?
1: Ooh. Ooh. Oh, that's hard to say. I love, um, oh, I love doing, like, I love doing plyometric stuff with my coach. It's super intense. I love, I love jumping on stuff. Um, I just feel like I like conquering things. Or like, <laughs> I like hitting, players, or like hitting things, like um, stuff like that. Okay. Testosterone.
0: <laughs> nice. All right. Okay. What is your least favorite type of physical training? What do you dread?
1: I dread running. I hate oh. running. I Interesting. Hate it. I hate it. I will bike for a thousand miles, but yeah. if you make me a mile, I will hate you.
0: <laughs> gotcha. Okay. Interesting. If you could prescribe something to the world for 90 days, anything, everyone has, has to do this for 90 days. What would that be?
1: Um, it would be wake up and say three things you're grateful for. And then Say three things that you were proud of yourself for doing at the end of the day before you go to bed.
0: Mm, that's really good. What would be a dream opportunity for you?
1: Oh, a dream opportunity. Mm. Oh, that's hard. People have asked me this before. This is a really hard one to to ask or to, to answer. Uh Dream opportunity. Oh, no. I don't know, man.
0: <laughs> you're living the dream? I, don't I mean, know. you guys are killing it. So maybe you're just doing all the things you're dreaming about.
1: It's professional. It's, uh, we just take it as it comes. I mean, hey,
0: I'll take it. I'll take it. <laughs> okay. Take it as it comes. Yeah. Um, if you could only have one of your five senses, so. Vision, hearing, taste, smell, touch. You can only have one. Which one would you choose?
1: What? Oh. If I could only have one. uh oh, i I don't know I maybe maybe touch maybe that's weird, maybe touch, but i that's uh physical touch is like a love language of mine, so I think that if I couldn't feel that it would affect me uh more than I think it would
0: i agree i'm I'm a physical touch person myself, so I agree all right, what is your biggest fear?
1: Oh, my biggest fear. I'm just losing my family. That's, you know, Mm -hmm. I guess you're...
0: I think in our last one, we asked both you and Cuny what, like, your golden rule was, but um, if you guys want to go back to that one, you can find their golden rule, but what at the end of all of this, like, life is done, dance is over, you're at your, you know, your last leg of this life race, what would you want to be remembered for?
1: oh yeah yeah our I know our golden rule is love God, I love other people, um, mm-hmm. and i I mean, yeah, I mean, that really ties back into that I would have wanted to be a person that uh that embodied love
0: mm. solid, super solid, mari. Thank you so much for, um, chatting and catching us up on all things life. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it is a, um, you know, it's been a challenging year for, you know, obviously for you guys. And, um, it's really cool to hear how you guys just kind of go through it. And, um, and even, you know, I, as I'm listening, um, I mean, a big part of why I love doing this podcast is being able to genuinely, uh, see how people, um, process through things. Cause I think there's so much to be, uh, gained from literally just hearing how people go through their own stuff, you know, because we all, we all have our, our hardships, um, and sometimes the best ways for us to kind of, um, learn how to navigate through those times are just seeing how other people do it, you know, and. Um, and what I appreciate and and I I, want to thank you for is just your, um, willingness to be vulnerable and willingness to be open and share and, and even kind of touch on things that, um, you know, aren't the easiest things to kind of talk about. But I think as I even hear the way that you kind of, um, you know, even like BB 360, the things that you guys put into the the programming is like stuff that you guys personally value because these are real things for yourselves and like things that, you know, from your own struggles. If you, if you struggle with something, there's a good chance that a lot of other people out there are struggling with similar things, you know? And, um, I love your, just the, the approach. Um, and I don't want to be cheesy about it, but like you, you keep talking about like fullness I mean uh you're saying you know yeah there's like the the stuff that we go for all like the the ambitions that we have and things that we want to accomplish in our careers sure that stuff's easy to talk about but then um you know the balancing side of the hardship the challenges the the discouragements the days where you don't feel like you're on top of the world um those things are just as important as like the ambition and, and all the other things that we are like, so like, Oh yeah, that's the stuff that like, sec- sexy to talk about all the, 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 the stuff. But you know, when we talk about, yeah, I don't know. I don't always feel awesome. And like, um, I think that's important to like, figure out how, how do you deal with those times? And, um, you know, like that whole, the fullness of the way that you, um, just look at life. And then, you know, BB 360. Oh, it's just like this full circle of, but like, that's what I love about it. It's so real. It's just very um, genuine to who you are and um, what you care about. And and, and I love just like just hearing you talk because I I know there's so um, so much passion and love in the things that you are doing. And I think that's why you can kinda kind of just go off because it's not this, uh, you're not forcing you're any not of forcing it. You know what I mean? Anymore. It's real for you. And so, you. um, so, thank you for um, sharing all that. And it's always great that, to man. like, um, just catch up. And, and, uh, I'm so excited to see what's next for you guys. Cause I know there's always, you know, a ton of stuff going on. Um, thank you for creating BB 360. I think that's an amazing thing for our community and, um, congrats on all that, and um, yeah, I don't know. It's always good chatting with you, Mari.
1: Thanks, Yeah. A lot of nice things you said.
0: <laughs> I, I I mean it. I mean it's it's yeah like it's really encouraging to see that approach because I you know I I feel like for you know I, I'm going through my own things in in different different ways but in similar ways and like for Kinjas we're. Again, yeah, like we we had to shut down the dojo, and you know we're like we have the complex, and we're we're still figuring things out there, and um and as you said, a lot of just like the social issues that are happening, like there's a lot of weight in the world that we don't want to, um, we can't just shut stuff off, you know, things like things are happening. um, I mean, not to say that we need to, you know, always be in the fight like 24 like, seven, like you say, you, we have to take time to kind of self care and, 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 you know, regroup and all that. But um, you know, like, yeah, it's just uh, for myself too, I can kind of get caught up in the noise and, and um, you know, kind of think that I need to figure it out all for myself, but I, I, it's not, it's not that like, I think um, having friends and, and this community, and, you know, that, that's something as you were talking that I was like, man, you know, what's really dope about our community. I think when you're young, you get into it because the dancing is like what brings you into it. It's like, oh, my gosh, like these shows and, you know, like these performances, these teams, this choreographer. Oh, you can like go teach, travel the world and be on tour, music video. All that stuff is like great. And of course, that it's it's so fun. But I think, it, you know, now, now I'm like dating myself, but like in my older years, I'm like, man, that stuff's cool. Like, I love it. But what I love is like being able to really talk to people and like, like, how are you still in it? How, like, you, if if that's the only thing that drives you at some point, you kind of get tapped out and you you get over it. But I think the community and the people and and, and how they've developed their philosophies and like um, that to me is the stuff where I'm like, Whoa, like our community is so strong when it comes to things just even outside of dance, you know what I mean? And, and I, and I love being able to talk to people, you know, I guess that's what podcasts are great for. It's that's literally all you can do is talk and and get to understand someone's, you know, what's going on up there kind of thing. And, um, yeah. And I, I realize our community I mean we're 111 episodes now into this thing so i've talked to a lot of people and everyone has gems to share you know and it's not not just about how you can be a you know the best dancer in the world um but you know we do have such an amazing community who um are bright um individuals who have so much to share that will inspire um not even just dancers I I, i'd like people that listen to the pod that don't even dance that love it because they just, they just find some sort of connection to, you know, what they do in their lives, you know, with like what we've experienced and stuff. So now I'm just rambling, but yeah, I I was really uh, thinking that as you were sharing, I'm like, man, I'm so thankful for you. I'm thankful for Keone and, and uh, you know, like it, it even just seems like the people that you have brought into the BB 360 program, like there's a lot of, really amazing people that are there to be able to share so many cool things. So yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. I mean, we, yeah, we care a lot about our community.
2: Yeah.
1: No way may not be. Uh, we were very active in, in other ways when we we're younger. And I think we're still trying to be active as we get older. I think like it, it, it just shifts as you get older, mm-hmm. but, um, there's certain people who just care a lot about it because you've gotten so much of yourself from it, and you want to just be able to pour back into it. It's just like like a circular thing. And
2: yeah,
1: uh, yeah. And I think too that like like people just have stories to tell, and I think people, I think that's going to be an important thing. I think. St- stories and different stories <laughs> mm-hmm. perspectives it need it needs to be needs to be shared needs to be represented i think that's maybe what some of the world is asking um yeah. uh and you know it, there's so many different ways to do that and um thank you for having me to of be course. able to share my little, my oh, little goodness. chapter yeah. <laughs> of right know what what's going on right now yeah. it's very very um gonna say strange moment in time it, it it's a it's an opportunity
2: mm-hmm.
1: this moment in time is an opportunity yeah we humans like do good with it
0: yes i love it i love it um for whoever may not be following you how can they follow the journey where can they find you uh what's going on in your world
1: yeah, so um, if you're interested in checking out um, Building Block 360, our Building Block website is buildingblock.dance. Uh, 360 program is 360.buildingblock.dance. Um, if you can also follow me on my Instagram, at marimadrid underscore. I'm like, is that my Instagram handle? I think that's my Instagram handle. Yeah. <laughs> um, and obviously Keone also has all the information at Keone Madrid and um, that's usually the best. We have our website too, KeoneAndMari.com, but like we usually update our Instagrams. Keone's better at updating his Instagram. Than I am.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I Got it. Her,
1: well, well, we're well. in the internet stratosphere here and nice. there. Nice.
0: We'll plug all of that in the notes. But um, again, thank you so much, Mark, for coming, coming on to the pod. And um, for whoever's watching or listening, thank you guys so much for tuning in. Uh, we have a bunch more episodes before this one. Um, if you find this pod to be helpful, fun, whatever, valuable in any way, um, all we ask that you do is uh, tag us. We're on Instagram, Kinja's Podcast, Cast with a K. We're on Twitter, Facebook, all that. And if you really like us, hop onto the Apple Podcast app and leave us a five star rating. Write us a review. Um, let us know what we're doing well, what we suck at, what we could get better at, who you want to hear on as a guest. All of that. We read through all that stuff. And uh, stay healthy, guys. Stay positive. Keep growing. Um, we are going to get through this. So thank you, guys, so much. Mari, thank you again. And we'll see you guys next time. Peace out.